Hello, Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest, Miss Casey Iverson. Hello. Hello, Miss Casey Iverson. How Hello. are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. I'm very excited to be here. Got a lot of feelings on this movie. I'm Uh-oh. excited to have you. Today's movie is In Her Shoes, released in 2005. Written by Susanna Grant, based on the novel by Jennifer Weiner, directed by Curtis Hansen, and it's about Cameron Diaz and Tony Collette being sisters. Ugh. Cameron Diaz is the party girl sister. Tony Collette is the lawyer sister. <laughs> and after Cameron Diaz gets kicked out of her dad's house, where he lives with her evil stepmom, uh, she goes to live with Tony. Farella? No. It's Sidel. Like Sidel. That's what it is. Evil stepmother Sidel. She goes to live with Tony for a minute, but then she sleeps with a guy that Tony has been dating. So Tony kicks her out. Cameron Diaz finds out that she has a grandma she never knew about and goes to live with her in an old folks retirement home where she finds herself and learns how to read. Uh, It's an assisted living community for active seniors. (laughs) Yes. Meanwhile, Tony (laughs) gets engaged to an asshole and is happy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Who orders dinner for her. Like she can't order her own food. Well, we'll talk about him later. We'll talk He's about not him. important at all. And we should also definitely bring up uh, Cram and Diaz's uh, mental problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, let's go around the room. Can we real quick talk about Cameron Diaz for a sec? Ugh, let's all love. go around the room and say if we think that she's a good actress. Oh, okay. I'm ready for this. Okay. <laughs> do you think that she's a good actress? Right? I do. I enjoy oh. her acting. I There are moments where I think she's like killing it. And then somewhere I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Cameron Diaz. <laughs> I that you know that, what I mean. That's the most generous take that I could have of Cameron Ooh. Diaz. Because most of the time when I <clears throat> see Cameron Diaz in a movie, I'm just like, "That's Cameron Diaz." What's this take you're having? See, I think I don't that know anybody too, who thinks this. But thing. I'm also like happy about it. I'm like, "Ooh, I see you, Cameron." <laughs> oh no, I'm always just like, oh, Cameron Diaz. "She's an American treasure." You will yeah. never be Miss Hannigan. She was she plucked was off Miss the Hannigan. runway. Did you see? Oh my God, the rendition of Little Girls. Little Girls that they made up for. The Annie movie with Kravonshane Wallace, yeah. with Cameron Diaz as Miss Annie, is literally the best three minutes of cinema in the world. I didn't see the movie. I've just seen Little Girls. But it is so relatable. It's literally me at work making milkshakes for children of the Upper East Side. I like Cameron Diaz in The Mask. And she's really good in so Shrek. So good. In Shrek. So good in Shrek. She invented being an ogre princess. She's also literally. in. She's in so many things that I like love. I've just What's taken... the one with Jason Siegel where they like have oh, a lot of sex? I think it's sex oh. tapes. Sex, sex tape. tapes. So yeah. good. I wish she was in Glee instead of Kate Hudson. Oh my god. Yes. You know that role? Oh my god, are you hating on Kate Hudson right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I don't <gasps> like her at all. I, just I don't know took... why. I don't know why. That is a hot, hot, piping hot cider take. <laughs> but you know what? I before this podcast, I did not like Gwyneth Paltrow. And now I do. Oh, no. Whenever well, I nobody see likes Pal- her. Now, whenever well, I see Gwyneth Paltrow in something, I'm like, oh, there she is. The yeah, politician. I'm so thrilled. Have you seen the politician? You know, yet? I haven't yes, watched it yet. I just watched the first episode of it. Oh, and she's delightful God. in it. She's amazing. But she also is just playing like her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's just like point, a g- gorgeous white lady. <clears throat> at this point, mm-hmm. like, she, why would she play anyone other than Gwyneth Paltrow? I really think that you would like the politician. I'm too. going to watch There's it. There's so many moments with Jessica Lang and like Zoe yeah. Deutsch is her granddaughter yeah. i've seen the scene about the ratatouille thing yes oh which is God. also the best movie of all time ratatouille yes yes it is it's yes, a, it is. a beautiful beautiful cinematic masterpiece 
much like in her shoes. Um, <laughs> Beautiful okay. segue. I, you yeah. know, this movie's on HBO almost every day. Yes, whenever I Google it, it says like it's next playing on HBO today and then yeah. again tomorrow. I've seen scenes from it multiple times over and the last couple like months. And then on like HBO East and HBO West and HBO the Max. H- and the HBO description opens uh, with two sisters who have nothing in common but their shoe size. Mm. <laughs> and also the grandmother's shoe size. Notice that? Yeah, you're Ooh. right, because of the shoes uh-huh, at the in the wedding. end, which is fun. And I was like, I get that because me and my mother have the same shoe size. That's cute. It is. Cute. I don't me and my know mom share if, shoes um, sometimes. When I was moving, I... uh, sorry, continue. No, I'm just saying I don't know if my mom and I have the same shoe size. My brothers and my dad all have the same shoe size too. <gasps> Not like a weird. That thing. means they all have the same size dick. Ew! Damn. Don't be gross, you little freak. I'm taking that out of the podcast. What were you saying <laughs> just now about you traveling with your mom? Oh no! When a <laughs> someone having sex on the ceiling. Yeah. Mm, hot. <laughs> it's uh, it's Lady Gaga and mm. at who was it? Adam Levine. What? In American Horror Story. Who did she? Yeah, right. Fuck? Or like Matt. Matt Bomber. Bomber. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love Matt Bomber. <laughs> and Finn Wittrock and. Um, when I learned Matt Bomber was gay, I have never been so sad in my life. He's gay and he's married to an older man. I know. And I was very upset about it because I love him. Sarah Paulson is uh, with like an 80-year-old woman. Yeah. 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 Uh, they're having sex right now, probably. When I was... Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just give you the weirdest like. When I was moving out of my parents' house, my mom had to like take her own shoes <coughs> out of my bag and be like these are my shoes you just wear them sometimes but oh. you can't take them with you are you guys she the same size to you? yeah oh cute yeah. so is shoe size a myth and everyone just has the same size shoe is that what we're finding out right now i'm a size six i'm a size nine I'm so now uh, 11 and a half those are mm. three different shoe sizes yeah fucking busted when i went shoe shopping with Lindsay, our friend slash former guest on the pod it was really fun <laughs> Sounds lovely. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> That's a great story. Um, so, so the movie begins with a credits montage um, while both sisters are being seduced in different ways because mm-hmm. Tony is very demure and had a lot of issues with the way. Wait, what's her character name again? God, Rose. Rose. And then Cameron is Maggie. Yes. But I always refer to them as Yeah, I'm down to Cameron just refer to them by the Cam and Tone. Okay. But like, um, it's weird because Tony's character, the whole film, is described as fat. Oh my and god. And she's okay. not fat. She's like a size six. She's not even close to approaching no. fat. Which is weird because she's gained weight for roles before. She gained twenty five pounds for this movie and then what? lost it like over serious? the course of filming. I read that in the IMDb trivia. She's like a normal sized woman. I feel like the only thing Literally. that was different with her, like, like a thin normal, si- like they yeah. had a weird lighting for her. They did this weird lighting. They, they had her, her wear like baggy was, sweaters. Yeah. Really? They describe her as frumpy in the synopsises and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I get that. Part. In like in like the first like third <laughs> of the movie, she'd be wearing like really like um like baggy sweaters. The Princeton like, shirt. But she was always just yeah. like in her house, so like why wouldn't she be wearing yeah. comfortable clothes? Exactly, but I feel like that was the wardrobe person being like, oh fuck, like the script makes all these references to yeah, her being she, overweight. Yeah, and she like isn't overweight. We cast a skinny legend. <laughs> but like, when, a skinny legend, when Cameron's hanging out alone in her house though, she's wearing like a men's button down and a bikini and boots and like 
couture boots. Yeah. So she's wearing like gorgeous, expensive lingerie and like that's it pretty much the whole movie. So yeah, when she It she's... made me so mad when okay. The movie opens with like they're being seduced, mm. but also Tony has to go pick up Cameron at her high school reunion because she's gotten too drunk. <laughs> Cannot wait for that. And made like a mess of herself. <laughs> I'd rather die than go uh, to my high school reunion. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm excited. I'm gonna have an Emmy by then. Yeah, well, did you have friends in high school? Yeah. Oh, we can't relate. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we're, I mean. <laughs> there it is. There okay. it is. <laughs> Sorry, get back to it. Um, But anyway, she takes Cameron Diaz home with her. She takes Cameron Diaz back to her home. She lives with her dad and her stepmom. And Cameron Diaz oh. is too drunk to put her key in the door. Oh, that is the funniest part. The stepmom, no, that she's, okay. When she's looking through the window, all of the trying drunk... to get the door open, going Donna, yeah, Donna, Donna, <laughs> Donna, as the stepmom comes down the stairs. All of the drunk behavior in this movie, I was like, I don't know if the screenwriter has ever met a drunk person before, because it was all behavior that like I've never seen before in my life. You haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Well, no. I mean, I get the whole you can't find the doorknob thing, but like <laughs> I've seen people. I was a relatable scene for me, so oh, really? you must have been blessed yeah. to not be around. No, the part I didn't understand was like <laughs> her dad seems to like love his kids. Like, why the hell mm-hmm. is his dad, her dad, like not letting her like letting the stepmom make all the decisions and like not coming down to like right. see his drunk daughter who needs help? Like, her, it's literally the, the same situation as Fleabag, the same exact familial situation. Mm. It is the stepmom openly hates mm-hmm. her stepchildren. Yeah. Like, there's a moment later on Can in you the imagine movie, marrying that person? Oh, my God. Like, there's a moment later on in the movie where Tony is having her, like, bridal shower, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the dad asks if Cameron Diaz is coming, and Tony says no, and the stepmom just goes, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. And she always says, my Marsha, about my her own Marcia. daughter. My, my Marsha. My Marsha is this and this. And it's funny because, are they Jewish? Or everyone around them is Jewish. I think it's just everyone around them. Okay. Did anybody else notice that there are no people of color in this movie at all? Except the only one that the dog lady. speak is the yeah the dog lady. That's true. It's super uncomfortable. I was like trying to count. Yeah. Not and there's even an old. Not there's even like an two old person in the room. There's people at the um, basketball game briefly, mm. but like not really talking to that dick of a husband fiance. That's, oh my god. That's 2005 for you. Mm-hmm. While Tony just stands there, quietly. Yeah. Wow. Being uh, the least feminist person I've ever oh my heard God. of in my life. That's true. Genuinely, there's th- there's so much to talk about with this movie. I don't even want to go in chronological order. Let's just it's go. It's hard because there's like 18, 18 different plot threads. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed them all. Tony I mean, and Cameron I... are separated for almost the entire movie. I let's talk about. Uh, um, so I like. What is this? Uh, they both do like voiceovers for a little bit, and oh, I like I immediately that. thought of you. Um, but I thought it was it was nice because they both I don't know they were both really likable. I disagree. Really, I hated Tony Collette's character. Like I know, ooh, gasp! Why? But like because she's a terrible, terrible okay. sibling. But what would you? She do cries in yeah. every single scene. If what would you do if Tucker slept with your boyfriend? I would be like, man, that fucking sucks. I would be mad for a hot second, but like... Kick him out of your life forever? No. Not even a little bit. Well, she didn't want to, but that's what happened. She also cut her phone line down. I mean, like... She didn't care to find out where her sister was for like months and months. She got fully engaged and 
Didn't oh, even... to a guy she'd been seeing for a solid six weeks. It's no, two months. It's two months. And then he Which acts is not like enough. she he acts like she owes him this whole like everything about me thing. They've been together for two months and they're getting engaged. Literally. And insane. and he's like he's like I'm so caught between just wanting to talk about this horrible fiance man, but we do have to explain sort of what happens. So Tony Collette opens the movie kind of being involved with a partner with at her Carl law from firm. Desperate Housewives. With Carl from Desperate Housewives. That's where yeah. I know him from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a partner at the law firm and he's like her boss, kind of, I think. And he's like not the greatest to her. And then he ends up sleeping with Cameron Diaz when he comes to her apartment to Such a mistake. apologize for mistreating. And they were Tony. already in a fight because she got her car towed and also almost got sexually assaulted in an impound Cameron lot. Diaz did. Yes. Yeah, Cameron And Diaz Tony Collette didn't care. She didn't know about it. But yeah. they never bring that up she again. She didn't. Which is, I was quite honestly astounded that this was written by women. The, the mm-hmm. sort of like, just one of those like, good old standard like attempted rapes that you just throw in for a sprinkle of like something yeah like a third of the way through i'm sorry yeah what the fuck it was so it was so close to the beginning that i was immediately worried that oh fuck is this what this movie is about because it did not seem like it was this the first time you'd seen it well, I'd seen scenes before, but okay. I just hadn't, I didn't know yeah, what it was I about. Yeah, I hadn't even It's hard heard of to tune in before. randomly Ooh. because there's so many different things going Lots on. I saw it the, for the first time when I was like 12. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. Yeah. Which That's is crazy. Fucked up. Yeah. And yeah. also, I had the same bathing suit that Cameron Diaz had, but in blue. Which one? Ooh. You know, like the tie dye one when she's at the pool? Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll be as pretty as Cameron Diaz. <laughs> and then you were prettier. And then I was like, and then mm, you were prettier. Nerp. <laughs> we can't all be plucked off the runway into stardom. So Cameron Diaz borrows Tony Collette's car and uh, gets it towed. Some strangers approach oh, her on the street. Gets it towed while she's working at a dog washing because facility. she never had a job before. So she got this job for Tony, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. She, yeah. So 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 some strangers offer to drive her to the impound lot and she accepts. And once they get there, they try to rape her. And Cameron Diaz escapes. Somehow makes it out of the impound lot with the like boot thingy still on the wheel of her Which car. is impossible. That should make it impossible to like drive home. No, it does make because it. No, 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 no. They yeah, put the boot on it later when she didn't pay for it to be removed from impound. Because she just drives out. There's no boot on. They it mention it. The guys, the creepy guys, mention like, "Hey, you can't just take it out of here. You have to pay for it." Yeah, but they were talking about sex. Mm, they were talking about the car. Oh, I thought they were saying like you have to pay for it because then no. they immediately try to rape her. Right, but no, they. She was but like, as I'm she's I'm getting in the car, away. and they're like, "No, you can't. You have to pay for it." And oh. that's why they find the car and put a boot on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Regardless, it was a shitty scene. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that whole like fucking five minutes can really be cut. It it really should have been. It doesn't make any. It doesn't. Also, it doesn't push the plot forward. Yeah. It's it's there for no. It's on. It, it it's just there to make the viewer sympathize with Cameron Diaz. Well, I already was because she couldn't read. 
Yeah, and also when Cameron Tony is. Collette makes fun of her for right. the fact that she has like a learning G-um. disability. Gum, gum. That's the me best line. Livid. It is so weird though. It's such a strange scene because it's like the middle of this heated fight, and she's like, "Sound it out." His name's Gum to Cameron, and it's yeah. like, "Whoa, Tony." Calm it's down. like Tony. That's the wrong reaction. So is she dyslexic? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Okay. But they never say it. Well, they mention the word. Yeah, they, they say, say it. but no one ever says exactly what her learning disability. I thought, okay, so this, I don't, I'm not trying to get any kind of online hate from this at all. Because we know I'm going to. I'm just kidding. The first time <laughs> I ever tuned into this movie on HBO live while it was playing was the scene where she's auditioning for MTV. And she's reading off the teleprompter for, and she keeps, she's supposed to say like, hi, TRL, the new Eminem video dropping Friday. But she can't read it at all and like completely out of context I was like what is Cameron Diaz doing because she's just like yeah. laughing and going TRL yeah and I was like I love this movie <laughs> um, but then later in context it's devastating yeah because it but like also, moves too quickly for her to be able to read she's just very it. charismatic yeah. yeah because I thought that she couldn't read mm-hmm. but then this was also right after she's reading an, an, a classified ad um, she can read. It's just really slow. And guess what? Leah Michelle can't read. Exactly. So she's in good company. Yeah. Um, I like the scene when the classified ads were in the freezer. That was cool. Tony wants her to have a job. I yeah. really gagged, like physically gagged, when Cameron Diaz poured <laughs> milk into ice cream, though. That was weird. It was so gross. But at the same time, I was like, is that delicious? <laughs> I'll never know. Um I could, I could not cope. So, so Cameron Diaz uh, sleeps with Tony's mm. like guy who she had sex with one time, uh, and Tony gets really mad and kicks her out. She screams, "Get out of my life!" Mm-hmm. And, and that she does. Cameron Diaz just ventures out into the world with nowhere to go. Oh, but I really like. Can we go back? Sorry, a little bit. Just no, that, go for it. When Tony takes a, fo- a digital camera photo of. Of the guy of that the she guy slept sleeping with? next to her. Yeah, because yeah it's like, like a full flash photo. And the voiceover <laughs> is like, this doesn't happen to me often, so I'm just going to do it. needed proof. The lawyer in and me needs show- proof. And she shows, she shows it to Erica Hahn the- from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I was literally just going to say that. Oh, is that who she yeah. is? The She's girl in the well in Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen either of those things. Oh, my God. Oh, my I'm God. so lame. Um, but I just think it's – I love their – Rapport. I love their rapport together. Like the scene when she's helping her make the resume. Yeah. It's cute. Oh, yeah. And it's relatable because. I thought you meant um, Tony Collette and Erica. Oh, she. No, I don't like her. Yeah. She was a bad character. Yeah. She was just being like, your your sister is shitty. She's a tramp. You should never speak to her again. She just reminded me of that. It's just um, not a thing how siblings, (laughs) like, are to each other. Yeah. And also, if a friend like talks shit about your sibling, like you're not friends with them anymore. Exactly. I don't know. I don't have any siblings. Uh, that sucks. Well, that's fine. Erica Hahn's character. <laughs> Erica Hahn in this movie just reminded me of when Natalie Walker used to make those Twitter videos that were like, "Here's my audition video for like such and such like cliche character in a movie," and one of them was like, "Here's my audition to play the lead character's best friend," and it's just her being like. Wow. <laughs> <clears throat> I know. It's so they're always so interested and invested in what the main character is saying to them. Yeah. Like yeah. they have nothing. And then real life, 
a conversation with your friend and like hanging out outside is usually like here's a monologue about what I'm doing and then the other person who responds is a monologue about what they're doing. Yeah. But in movies like this, it's like, oh my God, we're eating halal while walking through Herald Square. <laughs> <laughs> Dump him. Yeah. Yeah. Boring. Um, yeah. Okay, so Cameron Diaz flees to... After stealing a dog. After stealing a oh, dog from the place that she which works. Which Tony just... Ha- oh yeah, and then Tony just... Tony just kind becomes of keeps it. <laughs> A dog walker instead of a lawyer. She's yeah. like, let me just keep this dog that my sister stole that I know she stole. And like, yeah, well, she gives it back. Not and because she come, wants to. Only because with, somebody else like sees her with the dog and, and notices. Like, right. Yeah. But she becomes friends with the dog washing studio. <laughs> What's it called? Salon. Salon <laughs> lady and becomes a dog walker. That lady was my favorite character just because her first line is her looking at Cameron Diaz and going, you know about anal glands? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then Cameron goes, what? (laughs) I wrote that down. Um, Do you want to, like, divide up a little bit and talk about each storyline? Yeah. Like, one at a time? I want to talk about how much I hate Tony Collette's fiance. So, Tony, Tony, mm -hmm. after... um, And then I'll talk about how much I hate Tony Collette. (laughs) 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 And now I think they deserve each other because they're both the worst. (laughs) After uh, after kicking out her sister, effectively making her homeless, because it's been made clear that she's not welcome at her parents' she house. She didn't even have a suitcase, too. She just put all her clothes in a trash bag Garbage and got on an Amtrak to Florida. So That's uh, rough. Horrible. <laughs> it's not a great, yeah. it's not uh. a great luck. So Tony gets approached in public by this guy who she works with, Simon Stein, and he coaxes her into going out to dinner with him where he orders for her and then he's like tomorrow we're going to this place you're going to want to eat with me for the rest of your life after he's saying i'm a perfect orderer i love when um he says that and then she just like looks really awkward and like snaps her chopstick apart and starts rubbing him together. Also claims to be the perfect orderer after he can't remember the name of the last dish he wanted to get at the sushi restaurant. Yeah. It's like, I'm a perfect orderer. What's that thing that you guys used to have uh, that's, that's not on the menu anymore? That's called being fucking annoying. Yeah. Take it from a server. And it was literally called Tara. <laughs> and then Weird. Like, I don't know. I just hate, you know the worst thing he did though? I know you know. The way that he kissed? No. How was that? Oh, just... Did you kiss him? There... No. There's that scene <laughs> <I> where... Rash. <laughs> there's that scene where they're making out on the couch, and I realized that he kisses just like every guy I've ever, like, kissed, and in the moment knew that I was going to regret hanging out with him. Like, whenever I'm just... Like, when I'm just kissing somebody, and I'm like, I really shouldn't be within a four-block radius of this man. Wow. Yeah. Some people are just bad kissers. Also, in that whole thing where like she like turns kisser. the light off and when after that back that's what and I was turned, say. yeah. I said it's if she so wants gross. the light off, she wants it off. Like, don't fucking turn it on. And, and then or, she turns it off a second time, and he turns it back on again third, because what he wants it, like, is more four important. Times. Yeah. yeah. And it's trying to be like, no, you're beautiful, you're not fat, blah, blah, blah. but he doesn't say anything like that. He just, just like, demands the light be on, and she's like, at that point, probably like, Ugh, whatever, fine. But that's not no. It's just ask their her whole a question s- or drop it. 
this whole storyline is just a series of events in which a man pushes past a woman's boundaries and we're supposed to think that it's adorable and then Mm -hmm. to top it off i think they think they made it okay because they're laying in bed and he goes i'm your bitch yeah i hated that do you want to be my bitch (laughs) i wrote in my notes i I wrote that somewhere i wrote jake's going to love that line i did but it's not, it doesn't mean it's I okay. wrote LOL romantic. <laughs> so then they get engaged immediately, and then um, her stepmom slut shame, well, fat shames her with a PowerPoint at her bridal shower. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I won't lie, I loved that. Oh, and then she pulls a knife on her stepmom. <laughs> and oh then um, that's The dad still just doesn't exist or care. That it, doesn't give a It's a, a very weirdly written He's character. a really, really terrible parent. He's really awful. And, and he kept their grandma from And them. has the nerve to be like, stay away from my children to, to the grandma when he's actively marrying a woman who despises both of them. And, and he kind of killed their mom. <laughs> and well, oh my God, that's what I wrote. That, yeah, because true. it's, Im- okay, first of all, I didn't get that. Okay, so the character's mom uh, is established as having been dead since they were young children. And it's made pretty clear that it was a suicide, but nobody ever really acknowledges the fact that it was a suicide. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, oh, she had mental problems, and then she died young. In a car accident. In a car accident. Sure. Uh, and it's kind of known that she seems to be bipolar, too. Or, yeah. yeah, something. She was bipolar. A problem, and then she Because she gets manic and all that She stuff. wasn't mm-hmm. taking meds, and he later says that it's because, like... They didn't want her to be because she wasn't herself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he, like, supported her in not taking her medication. That makes her better. It was, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a foggy situation because, obviously, we didn't, she's not seen as a character in the movie. So, it's, like, no one really knows what happened. But the accounts of the grandma and the dad but they are talk about slightly different. Account, like, uh, Tony and Cameron both talk about like moments of their childhood where, like, where she was doing insane. crazy things. Yeah, she, she gave her like, a tiara instead of a sandwich for she lunch. She made fudge all night and then drove to New York and fought them the dog. And... Yeah, yeah. And then, okay. How long do we have any bun for? It's Monday. <laughs> it's very strongly like unspoken that she killed herself. But then near the end of the movie, there's a moment where it's like, after that day that we got the dog for one day. Uh, I heard my parents arguing and my dad kept saying that he was going to make my mom go away and then two days later she died and I was like did he did the dad fucking kill her and then that's never addressed Mm -hmm. or anything well no she just killed herself because of what he said to her I know but I kind of feel like he might have killed her I don't think so I think the stepmom killed her (laughs) (laughs) I think my Masha killed her my mm-hmm. Masha. So let's talk about Grandma Shirley MacLaine. Adorable. Shirley MacLaine lives yet another Glee guest star at in <laughs> what is it an active seniors assisted living facility? Yes, an assisted living facility for active well, seniors. It's a <laughs> compound. It's like they all have their own apartments and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's. I don't know. They just say it over and over again. So that's which why I, I love. You know, I love those. I really liked that whole thing. I liked her friends. All the old people, so sweet. 47 so minutes into the movie, there's like all these old people randomly isolated from the plot. And I'm yeah. like, well, this movie is like the Lord of the Rings. There was <laughs> one line. There's so much going on here. Yeah, oh, there's no. one old woman who says that uh, her son came to visit her 
and oh she's my favorite one saying that he wanted to see his mom and she goes and where is he now he's on a beach looking at bosoms yeah (laughs) she had the best lines Mm -hmm. and she calls cameron miss hotsy totsy pants Mm-hmm. But she makes it sound like Pants is her last name. Like yeah. Hotsy Totsy first name, Pants last name. She goes, Miss Hotsy Totsy Pants. Also, <laughs> just like remember this whole time. So this is probably like a month or two or like whatever half into Cameron Diaz being gone. Right. Sister doesn't know where she is. Dad doesn't know where she is. No one's spoken Insane. to her. Insane. No one cares. No Tony cares. Collette doesn't reach out to her for well, months. she doesn't have a way to do that. But she no, could. She, she tries for the first time after like three months. No, there's only two months that pass. Two months after she <laughs> after a month and a half to be homeless. Well, the dad doesn't know where she is. But let's think about it. The no one's spoken she to her. Call the police. She should have done that. Yeah, but yeah. she. It is 2005. Okay, you know Facebook is only for Harvard students at the time. That's why you call the police. <laughs> but you can't trust cops. I know you can't trust cops, but if you're white in Philadelphia, you probably can. Yeah, looking for a hot blonde, like I think they're gonna help you're you. Right, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I think she's just in denial that she was missing. But like the dad also didn't do anything. He hadn't spoken to his daughter this whole time, who used to live with her. Oh, because Tony's kind of lying to her dad and being well, like, no, "Oh yeah, yeah he Cameron's said fine." She's living with her. Yeah, which is crazy yeah. that no one's like, Insane. I, don't know, I, I wonder where I just... she is. I haven't seen her. I, I normally see her. And then when Tony's, and then when Tony's <laughs> like, I don't want to tell my fiance about my sister because then he'll hate her. Yeah, like, I was like, why would she hate her? I think that or he's he going to hate her. I think he's going to hate you. Yeah, for ditching your sister. Yeah. Oh, please. He wouldn't do that. He's an asshole. He's he's obsessed with her. That moment where he's well, like, he also like stalked I wanted her. you for the, from the first moment I met you. I wanted to be your bitch. Yeah, like, and he's like, uh, I thought it would all happen in Chicago. Like, right. we should talk to. That's him why lot. he offered her that croissant. Ew, yeah, I was like, mm, it's hot. And I so, was like, gross. Um, also, so who gets people... engaged after two months or a month and a half? Just absolutely terrible. White people in two thousand five. Yeah. And he and, and he and he puts the ring in like a shrimp in a rice dish or something. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's what happened. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. Uh, the thing that I hated the most were was the scene. I want to say like second or third date. That's just him saying normal things that aren't jokes and her laughing uproariously. Because mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like, oh, they get along so well. It's like no, like he's not interesting. He has nothing to offer besides his devotion to her. And the only reason why she accepts it is because she has such low self esteem that she's going to accept anybody who comes her way yeah which is also like the thing that was annoying me was that only men can make her happy yeah like she becomes happy in the end because he marries her no, he like it, gets into a better place and wants to see the, <clears throat> the whatever sister because he uh, like you're right tries actually. to marry her and she makes it yeah. literally all about how men treat her but it's also about that follows her maggie. whole mood mm-hmm. it's also about maggie like a little yeah but maggie ends happy without a man yeah. Right. Which is more important. Yeah. Like, so they kind of, they, they like reverse in the end. Yeah. Like, by the end, Tony's whole life is dictated by her relationship to this man, but it's presented as a good thing because she found like what she was looking for. Which and was she's anybody. Not fat yeah. anymore, according to the PowerPoint. Oh because she God. wears a form fitting shirt. Like, she looked good in this movie. I also thought it was funny that she wore a white dress to somebody else's wedding. 
It was oh black God, and white. Yeah. It was black and white. Yeah, yeah but you like, still can't do that. Come on. Come on. You can't wear anything <laughs> remotely light colored. Um, so Ooh, Shirley MacLaine is great. She plays the grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, She's so supportive. Her da- her and their dad pushed each other out of their lives after the death because it was, yeah, you know. And then, but she's like, seems to have a shit. She runs the place, the whole village. She's one popular um, bitch. It's, she tries to break, get through to Cameron Diaz and they're like bonding slowly. Yeah, and she totally does. She gets her a uh-huh. job. Mm-hmm. She gets her a job at the thing, and so she starts at the old folks' home. Yes, and um, oh, and she starts reading. Oh no, no, no! So this she old, learns how to read. This guy who's blind and like older professor, he's like bedridden and about to die. He's in like hospice. Basically, he has yeah. her read to him, and she's like, "I can't read um, very fast." And he's like, "It's okay." Blah. And, and he's then, also the one who notices like she's yeah. dyslexic. And he reads poems. She reads poems, and it's really cute. That's a really cute scene, actually. I was really touched by that. I scene. was. I was. It's so scene. lovely. Mm-hmm. And he's and like, "It's okay." And then he tells her that she's a smart girl, and she like cries oh basically. My God. And like, so did I. Because no one's ever called her smart. Before. Yeah. Because her sister's a lawyer, and she's. Her sister's a bitch. Her sister sucks. Okay. No. <laughs> I liked the scene with. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm very heated. <laughs> I liked the scene with the old people watching Sex in the City yes. and drinking Cosmos. Oh, Adorable. So her friend, the lady in the chair who's got all the great dialogue, she was like, listen, you need to bond with her. You need to get TV. Mm-hmm. And then they come home and she's like, oh, Maggie, we're drinking Cosmopolitans. Do you want one? And she's like. Oh, and they're watching the worst Sex in the City scene of all no, time. No, it's the best. It's the one where Charlotte's like, I don't want to do anal because I want to get married one day. <laughs> I want dessert to be not lubricant or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but also, it's like kind of known that Cameron Diaz has a bit of an alcohol problem. And this is the first time she uh, refuses alcohol. Oh, in real life? Oh, in the movie. In the movie. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> no, not in real That's life. well known. I mean, I don't know in real life uh, or not. Uh, wait. That is true. Yeah, she mm-hmm. does. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, I just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a sweet moment. And then they bond because this old, this man is like hitting on her grandma and she's like, you should talk about sex more with her grandma. And they like giggle. <laughs> she's like, who did you tell the first time you got laid? She's like, it was my wedding night. It was assumed. Isn't that sad? That is sad. It is sad. Uh, my favorite city. word of the movie was turgid. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck you. That was my custom award. Really? That was, was mine. Oh, my God. It was, it was best the best word, word of the movie. Turgid. I literally that? wrote it down. <laughs> Me, well, I wrote best sexual adjective was wait, turgid flesh. Wait, 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 wait. Turgid. When was best this word. said? It's when, it's, it's when uh, the asshole is reading her, like, erotica out loud. Oh. Yeah. Turgid flesh? Yeah. yeah. Th- what does that mean? I don't know. No idea. Didn't look up the word. <laughs> it, it just made me think of when I you I just were, giggled and wrote it down. <laughs> it just reminded me of when you were in that play where within the first 30 seconds you had to like arise from the ground yeah. and say like, um, what, what did you have to say? Uh, oh my God. It was- um, You know what I'm talking yes about. Yes, I do. It was like three years ago this yeah. week. Um, <laughs> oh. Memories. Um, I, what was that line? It was, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, to seek English content. Ah! Warm, moist, soft, 
oh, the comfort of the lick, the thrust no, no, of the no, nooks no, and no, crannies no, of the crooks no. of England. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That was like... I'm not old enough for that. My best. That was such a fun time. That's horrifying. I, love that line. I remember like, going to see you in that play, and you'd been telling me about that line for months. And I was so just being like, mm. I loved it. And then after that <laughs> line, so being funny. like, I That's can so leave good. now. <laughs> you didn't need to stay. There was yeah. three hours of that show. Oh, but that was so half, halfway <laughs> through the second act of that play. I got a nosebleed, but it was like forty-five minutes into the second act, so I was like, it's gonna be done in like ten minutes. No. Mm. So I just like put my head up. Like I just like tilted oh, my head up. Oh, you just but like then bleed the, on yourself. But then no, because it like wasn't like intense enough that mm. like it was falling down. But I could feel like it was about to. Oh, thank you um, for staying. Because I thought that it was going to be like no five more minutes max. But then it was like <clears throat> twenty five minutes. And we had to sing a couple of musical numbers. Yeah. Uh, so what were we talking about? Uh, the old people. Oh, there's a scene oh. where uh, Shirley MacLaine and her boyfriend are dancing to You Make Me Feel So Young, and that gave me PTSD flashbacks to our ballroom dance class from college. We're talking about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to talk about it every week. I think it's important. Me I think too. that the Strauss cast, the Strauss cast <laughs> has arrived. We should change the name. Should we move on to? Uh, I want to move on to our listener Q and A. Oh, it's oh, it's actually we popping. Got some Is questions. It? Yeah. Well, I mean, we know all the people, so that's good. Love that. But um, wait, we're done with the movie. No, I just want to do listener Q and A, and then we can talk about other stuff after. I just feel like if we leave it till the end, then yeah, we'll we're like run gonna out forget. Of time. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Okay. Throw it in. Listener Q and A. We post on our Instagram story that we were looking for questions. And they are not loading right now. But oh, I okay. have them. I have them. I have them. First question is from Andy McCarley. Mm. Uh, it says, Casey has some Cameron Diaz energy. Discuss. My answer to that is Cameron Diaz wishes she had Casey Iverson energy. Oh. No, I think that I agree. I think that you guys are soul like sisters. I Good, because I love her. So I, I think you guys should be in a movie together. Casey does happen to be ten times more comically inventive and engaging than Cameron Diaz. I don't know what your problem with yeah, why do you hate is? Cameron Diaz? I, think it's I don't hate. Thank you for the compliment, but I think I don't, it's just straight up misogyny and self. I don't hate Cameron Diaz. I'm just so bored whenever she's on screen, what and do I'm you so mean? delighted whenever Casey's uh, around. Cameron Diaz is one of the top three most. Fun people to watch in a movie. Sam Posnack says, "What's your favorite chew?" My favorite. Okay, let's go around. Casey, what's your favorite chew? What? What is your favorite shoe? Sam wants. Oh, to know. my favorite shoe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I think the most important shoe in this movie was. Oh, well, I don't think the shoe the Jimmy Chew. Yeah, the one that was broken. The black Jimmy Chew. Oh, and her fucking asshole, like Simon. Just goes. Just walk into the wedding with one of your heels broken. Bro- so you just can't notice. do that. Guys, go buy flip flops at a drugstore and go to the wedding and be like, "Hey, my shoe broke." That's all you have to do. Yeah. yeah. God, but he sucks. Guess what? I, I don't think the question him. was about the movie. movie I think shoes. that maybe just he wants general. to know what our favorite shoes are. Like my per- like my yeah. favorite shoe. Where yeah. right now, I mean, I wear these chunky white sneakers pretty much every day because I love them. They're good sneakers. But my favorite pairs of shoes that I own. I own so many shoes because I love shoes so much, which is also probably why I love this movie so much. <laughs> I have a library book sh- like shelf thing full of shoes. Really? Yeah. So you are like both the characters in the film. Yeah, I really, really feel. Sam, what's your favorite shoe? Um, 
I don't have a favorite shoe. What about kind of shoe? Attached. Like sneakers, probably. What brand? Any kind. You know that video when Kendall Jenner is like, if he wears, if homeboy. Oh, no, it's uh, Bella Hadid. <laughs> oh, whatever, same thing. <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> if, homeboy right. if homeboy wears these, uh, it's going to be quiet. <laughs> but if homeboy wears some of these, he could like get it. Yeah, it's one of the greatest videos <laughs> on the internet. Have you seen that? Yes. It's amazing? Yes. It's artistically. Jake, what's your favorite shoe? I enjoy a nice red pump. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Visually, but to wear, I like <laughs> to wear my own shoes that are. Well, I go through shoes in like six months because of New York. Yeah, yeah. I get that. And I walk weird, I guess, because my left shoe always gets a hole in it within huh. six months. That's so interesting. Um, on like the sole, like the upper. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like the pad. The pad, yeah. It wears through. But I enjoy wearing shoes that are slip on and I don't have to wear. I don't have to mm-hmm. do anything with them. Oh, I have to change my answer. My favorite shoe is the rain boot that you got your foot stuck in in our sophomore year of college. While wearing a dress. And while wearing while wearing a dress. So, yeah, that's While wearing a big Melina's story. dress. And we spent like twenty minutes There's trying to get it off of you, like just like sticking, like pouring like hand soap into the boot. Thinking <laughs> That's that it how would we make got it, it off. Loose. But there's like, oh my God. so I put on this dress for no reason. That was it. Your dress? It was Melina's. I Melina's think. like put this on, and then I'll be like, sure, this is. F-. We just did dicked around in the dorm room doing literally whatever for like for freshman and hours, sophomore year. All day I get long. That. We were like hang out from like four p.m. So to four a.m. Childlike, being dumb. Sounds lovely. Um, but I put on the the dress, and then I put on, like, a bucket hat and, like, um, some rain boots. I'm like, this is fun, right? That is fun. Um, just in the dorm room. Sounds just delightful. And then I was stuck in the rain boot, and I couldn't get out of the dress either because... It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. So I'm just in these boots, and Because it's I got... not like you could have put on pants. No, of course not. The dress. Um, there was one... I got one foot out, but then there's one boot on, and it literally would not come off. And then we ended up pouring soap and hot water into it, and finally came off. Oh my god, that's amazing! But I was stuck in it for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I like texted Tom Nolfi asking what to do, just just because I always. thought that he might know, and he just replied back and was like, "Love your calves, Jake." <laughs> oh he, yeah, he did like them. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lindsay McLaughlin oh, says, I, "How dare right. you?" Oh, yeah, you're right. She says, how dare you? She also says, fuck, Mary kill. Tony Collette, Cameron Diaz, the Jews. Okay. Um, I'm gonna fuck Cameron Diaz and marry the goddamn shoes. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna kill Tony. Yeah, bye, bitch. I'm gonna kill the shoes. Um, <gasps> marry Tony and fuck Cameron. You know what? I'm gonna marry Tony. You know because what? Because if Cameron Diaz can be rehabilitated, then so can she. Actually, I'm gonna marry Tony. All she I'm needs is fuck. somebody to believe in. No, him. I'm gonna marry Cameron. I get that. Because I think Tony Collette is great, and I want to have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But what about the line where Cameron Diaz in the middle? She's like, she's like, you know what I'm good at, and she like starts taking off her clothes, yeah, and well, Tony Collette's like. I know that. 
That's fine. But that's not what I'm saying. Oh, I was so upset at the beginning of this movie when Cameron Diaz went to sleep wearing a bra and panties. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck? She's going to get a yeast infection. She's going to get a yeast infection. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. You can't sleep in underwear? No. What do you You can sleep in? in new underwear. Yeah. But you can't leave your underwear on for that long. Like her vagina will become really? like a fishy mm-hmm. mess. Yeah. Fishy mess. <laughs> You're welcome, yeah, world. I didn't know that. Bad. I it's don't, bad I hygiene. Mean, oh wow. Yeah. I mean, I don't. And sleep. I was like, and, and I was like, Tony, like, like that should have been the first red flag for Tony Collette being a bad sister. Because mm-hmm. I was like, lend her some pajamas. Yeah. Like just like, take those bottoms off. Give her a pair of pants. Even like God, imagine going to sleep in a bra. Disgusting. It's horrible. Oh horrible. yeah, that's the the man directed the movie, so. Yeah, true. Yeah, no the shit. Man. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, and Brandon Sargent says, which Sex in the City characters are Tony, Cameron, and Grandma? True. Tony's Miranda, obviously. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lawyer. Yeah. Um, Cameron is Samantha. Yeah. No, she's Carrie. Is she? She's I think, definitely I feel like Carrie. She's because she in spirit is Charlotte just because of her naivete, I think. But, Charlotte, but she's so no, sexual. Charlotte's such a prude, though. Yeah. She's, okay, plot twist. She's all of the other three. Mm. My sweater's breaking. No, actually, I think she's Carrie, but just with ever without ever having discovered like an artistic like Outlet. talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because imagine Carrie Bradshaw if she wasn't a writer. Your sweater's breaking. Stop. I just said that. She's pulling at it. No, I know. I'm just saying it's like it keeps unraveling. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Fl- I won't have you're, a sweater You have left. no more clothes on. Guys, the water the weather <laughs> is getting... Don't go to bed. Bounce it, go wow, wow. The weather is getting so much colder, and I've realized that I own so many sweaters that are also like crop tops that I've gotten mm. for Christmas or something. Why does the crop top sweater exist? What weather is it? For? Why it's does for the tank top turtleneck exist? Literally, like, that's for blazers, though, right? For ladies, yeah, blazers, so. like politically active women. <laughs> Wait, crop top or tank top? Like tank top. Yeah, because you wear turtleneck. it and you wear like a jacket over it, with no sleeves. I hate it. Which I mean, Sex in the City character is oh, the, the grandma? Grandma. She is. Um, I just don't know Sex in the City well enough. Really? Yeah. You do. We've talked about it like a lot on this podcast. I know. I've seen one or two seasons. Um, I think she's Mr. Big. <laughs> Is he great? No. No. <laughs> well, that's an he's Chris Noth. To, that's an insult to Shirley MacLaine to call her Mr. Big. That's true. She's Steve? Shirley oh, Mac- you don't know Steve. I, th- I think that Shirley MacLaine is too... Um, like stable and good to be any of the Sex in the City characters. Yeah, because she's because like... she's not a mess. Well, yeah, but maybe she's was a mess. Like she's older. I can see her having been a Miranda in her youth, mm-hmm. but she wasn't. She lost her virginity on her wedding night. Yeah, but also like the idea that she, the the idea and she that she still has never ch- spoken about sex. The the mm-hmm. idea. The idea that her, uh, like, son-in-law pushed her away, saying that she was too controlling and too bossy and, like, wanted to have the mom on medication when it made her upset. I feel like that's a very Miranda thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's this, yeah. You need to finish that show, Sam. It, oh, it, the yeah, ending is really good. Yeah, I hate Steve, though. No, you, but you won't. 
Yes, I will. No, I don't understand hating Steve. I just don't. I cannot fathom it. But it's because I've seen the whole show. So I have no idea what frame of mind you're in with Steve. Um, okay, back to the movie. <laughs> back to the Thank movie. Thank you, listeners. I did some research on IMDb. This movie was originally going to have Tony Collette as Maggie Shut and up. Sarah Michelle Geller <gasps> as Rose. Interesting. Who is I don't even think that would have made thinner sense. than Tony Collette. And that is uh, Buffy. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller, a literal stick. That She's doesn't make any lot. sense, especially circa like 2006. That would have been she... like around like season six ish, season six or seven of Buffy. Mm-hmm. She was like, she was thin in a worrisome way at that time. That's odd. That's well, so. They, thank God they didn't do that because that doesn't make any sense. They would have really had to go with I'm like to a body Tony dysmorphia Collette doing angle. that role. I mean, I think she would be f- good at it, but it's just, it's interesting. Oh no, because Maggie's basically T from United States of Terra. Yeah, I mean, she can play any role, but I don't know because it seems like it's so cast for type in mm-hmm. general the film like definitely that's what they they play usually yeah uh the director also made the choice to have the dog be a mutt instead of a purebred pug as was originally in the book and in the original script because he said that uh when people watch a movie with a certain type of dog in it they're led to get a dog that looks like that and he wanted to like support animal shelters oh that's kind of nice yeah he but wanted to support like adopt don't shop he thought that, that this many movie people were gonna yeah. watch this movie and be like yeah. hmm, I we want to dream a dog. big babe i mean sure yeah yeah but i but i thought it was some good praxis was this movie a success uh roger ebert really liked it it has a 75 percent on rotten tomatoes always oh that's roger bold ebert. yeah that's a good score for the average film, that's a good score. I mean, yeah, that's I would have expected I it didn't to be lower. Yeah, I expect a much lower. Can't always be lower. It was bird. kind of all over Ugh. the place in terms of like, like the tone and the content mm-hmm. were so drastically different. I know. I really thought from just the few scenes I'd seen, like in passing, I thought it was gonna be like a comedy, and like, I took like a bathroom break mid movie, being like, this movie is so serious. <laughs> like, yeah. Not to mention extremely long. So long, two it's hours two and hours. ten minutes. It's yeah. Over two hours. Like, what? What the fuck? I and was that, confused. You could have shaved at least 15 minutes off. At least. Minimum. Yeah. I it could have been under two hours. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been under two hours, literally, if they just took out that fucking rape, rape scene. scene. Yeah. Mm. And then also, like, maybe there were, like, at least four scenes of Grandma going, please invite Rose here. <laughs> yeah, that was just not Everybody necessary. being like, no, who's that? <laughs> There's a scene where Cameron Diaz is like rifling through her grandma's things and the grandma comes in and she's like, are you looking for cash? And Cameron Diaz just goes, "Uh, no. (laughs) She was. Oh, yeah. It's a running thing that she steals cash from like everybody's drawers. Which was troublesome in a way that I feel like was never really addressed. I found it a little inspirational. (laughs) Also, who keeps that much cash laying around? She's like, I was looking for $3,000. Yeah. And then the. Grandma was like, well, you're not going to find that much money in my underwear drawer. But then the grandma keep gets her a job as a personal shopper for all these old people. And or she goes, she does it. Well, yeah, it's her idea. Yeah. yeah. But her grandma, like, helps her yeah, with, with the math. Adding and stuff. <laughs> it's cute, though. I mean, and then she, like, oh, when she gets the old lady who we like. Yeah, a good cute outfit. soup that makes her feel like Jackie O. Yeah. Um, but when so she sweet. finds her in the chair and she's dead, I thought oh my she God. was dead. Same. Oh my God. And she's not she dead. Goes, she's just she goes up to her and goes... 
Are hey, you dead? Are you dead? <laughs> it's an amazing, but amazing then, line. But li- like, 10 minutes later, her friend who she reads to actually is dead. Yeah, yeah. which is super sad. They always throw that in. Oh, also the I son. I hate that. Okay, the son coming in and asking, clearly, like, a woman in scrubs, who mm-hmm. are you? Right. Like, who the fuck do you think it is? It's obviously somebody who works there, like, mm, annoying. I thought, I kind of just hate that as a plot device, just, like, uh, ancillary character death at the end of a movie to have more emotional punch. Uh, it's just like so, so dumb. It's so played out. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Also, I mean, that's the wine talking. <laughs> also, a thing I wanted to bring up was how did her seemingly like normal father <clears throat> not get her like a tutor? How did she oh get to God. become like 25 yeah. or 26 or whatever, however old Cameron's supposed to be? I think she's 28. Okay, with yeah. still not being able to read properly. Bad shit insane. Also, the- Like I- what kind of parent or school system even yeah. let yeah. a person go through all of that, like through high school? True. And Cause not- Because she's, she's too old to have been a victim of no child left behind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, but I guess like when she grew up, dyslexia wasn't really like understood- but, but it would still, still get get a tutor. She yeah. would still get, and they're wealthy. It seems they're so rich. Look at their house. Yeah, they seem to be very wealthy. Like, how did that never become a thing? They have a PowerPoint for her bridal shower. Yeah. PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, how did nobody <clears throat> at any point ever get her, like, a reading tutor? Yeah. Or special classes, or like. Yeah. Also, there is this flashback that is supposed to show that uh, Cameron Diaz is like dumb. That's just a woman at the retail place that she worked at <laughs> screaming, what's 15% of 42? Figure it out, idiot. That was so like, relatable. That's not an easy thing. And also, wouldn't the cash register just do it? Yeah. It's 2005. Still, it's 2005. Yeah. Cash registers do that. <laughs> Point 0.15 times But that was 42. such a retail situation, or, though. I, yeah. I know, but I, but I felt like what we were supposed to get from that was that Cameron Diaz is, like, stupid. Not stupid. that the shopper lady is a bitch. Yeah. Oh, I think that's what we're supposed to get from that. I have no idea. I think it may be both. Yeah. But both. I feel like it was definitely, you were supposed to definitely like for sure think, like, Cameron Diaz, okay, you idiot. It would have been more effective if it was, like, what's 15% of 100? And she's, like, I don't know. Or 15. just, like, I gave you a 20. Give me $4 back. Change. Like, you know what I mean? Like, something like so that. So many different things could have happened. <laughs> something, I don't know, simpler. Yeah. Um, so that annoyed me. So the movie mm-hmm. ends with them, well, so the Tony Collette's wedding. Shirley MacLaine writes to, this is how they're reunited. She writes to um, Tony, and she comes to Florida. Does not know that Cameron's been staying there. Finds out is immediately rude to her. Yeah, she's not <clears> happy to be like, oh my god, my sister's alive. She lives. Blah blah blah. Oh my Instead, god, she shows like, up and she's just bitch. like, why are oh, you here? You're right. here. Like, and they bond and over like refuses talking. to talk to her. But then they bond over talking about how the mom actually killed herself, and then they get fucking annoying husband come down and reunite with Tony and and then she says a cute line she's like without her I don't make sense yeah and it's like you weren't with her this entire movie because she had to learn and grow and find out how important their relationship was whilst not caring if her sister was dead or alive I don't know I bought it I just bought the movie like she should have apologized to Cameron. Yeah, for being like, I'm so sorry about 
not caring about like, you. Like, you can't just make somebody homeless. Yeah, especially a sibling that you pretend to be so connected with. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. Hated it. <laughs> Made me fucking livid. It's just uh, not a thing. Like, it's just not <clears throat> not a thing that you do to a sibling. Yeah. So Tony gets married at a jerk chicken restaurant. Um, that made no sense. It's where they had, like, their second date or something. And uh. it's also where he proposed, I think. Is it? Uh, yeah. That was so appropriation. Imagine, God. Okay, imagine the gall. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the gall of taking your girlfriend, not to her favorite restaurant, to your favorite restaurant to mm-hmm. propose to her. Right. Like. Well, she didn't have any favorite know. restaurants. She was boring and fat. She didn't have any anything. Ugh, I know. But they get married. It's a Jewish wedding. There's Mazel Tov. Tony makes her classic uh, Tony Clip freak out face when they Mazel Tov. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. That whole like ah! scream face. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and Cameron reads a, a poem. By E.E. E. Cummings. Which is great. I carry your heart and your heart. Blah, blah, blah. In my heart. Mm-hmm. That that had me a little bit choked. Yeah. yeah. Everybody was choked. Because she out. like can read now. Yeah. And it's wonderful. <laughs> and she works really hard. Even though Tony Collette doesn't give a <clears throat> shit. Was anyone because alarmed? Because Tony a bitch. By when she drove away in the Just Married car and Cameron was like standing in the middle of the street. I thought she was going to get hit by I a car. I thought she was going to get hit by a car because like you can't have a movie where a car accident death is a major plot point and then just uh. have a character standing in the middle of the street with headlights behind them. Yeah. That's true. I kept being like, did they forget? Like, <laughs> Especially the character that's like supposed to be like the mom. Yeah. Because they, oh, oh yeah. throughout the whole movie, they talk about how Cameron Diaz looks and acts exactly like the mother. But they show pictures of the mother and she looks nothing no, like either No, what's that actress? She's in something I watch. Really? Yeah. Not no, helpful. I can't think of it right photo? now. No, it's not. It's a real actress. Yeah. A real real people, not actor. Yeah. yeah. Or she's in like Chuck. No, she's in Psych. She's the um oh. she's like that old the Russian spy Are from Chuck Psych. And Psych not the same show? <sighs> of course not. <laughs> and the movie finally, finally ends after two hours and six minutes of film and then four minutes of credit. Yeah. And you're mostly relieved that it's over. But I well, I liked it a lot. I mean, me too. I've seen it like eight times in my life. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god, I've seen it a lot. Like, I have oh a lot god. of feelings about it. So you've watched it eight times. Yeah. But I do have a lot of negative and positive. Like, I love it as a movie. I just, like, I hate Tony Klotz's character. I think mm. it joins the ranking of some pretty heavy-hitting uh, sister films Yeah. in the canon. Um, this movie, Frozen. You're going with this movie and Frozen. And The Parent Trap. <laughs> three amazing sister films. Um, what about the movie Sisters? Only in one of them. Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah. Aren't they in multiple movies together? But yes. there's a movie called Sisters. Oh. Should we move Where on to sisters? awards? <laughs> What's your favorite sister movie? I feel like there's one that is like on the tip of my tongue in her but shoes i can't remember <laughs> what it is it's not it's definitely in her shoes um <laughs> unimportant all right yeah okay let's move on to awards here on the tony awards we deliver three awards to each movie first of which is best prop uh so casey what was your best prop in this movie i wrote shoes bro 
which ones? I was going to say probably like the black Jimmy Choo pumps. Like I feel like that's like a solid prop. What about the borrowed wedding shoes with eh. the blue flowers? I mean, they're kind of nice, <laughs> but they're not like that important to the story. Jake, what about you? I'm going to go with the um, frozen vegetables that Cameron buys. Oh, when she cooks. When she oh. finally decides to be an adult and <laughs> doubles back in the grocery store and pulls veggies out of the freezer. <laughs> uh, they should have bought in fresh. I've been there. <laughs> no, it was cute. Yeah. My best prop is the Cosmos that the old people drink mm. while they watch Sex in the City. Because it reminded me of when Jake and I went to go see the Carrie remake when it came out. Mm. And we got uh, red slushies at the movie theater Aww. because of the blood that they pour on Carrie at the end. That's and nice. And her period. And her period. Mm. I like that. Just sipping up some clots. Okay. Next up is best Tony moment. So, Jake, do you want to go? Sure. My best Tony moment is when... She pulls the knife on her stepmom. Mm, yeah. Um, because it's great. She's like having the conversation with her friend, um, Brooke, whatever, Amy. I don't know. Mm. One of those names. The actress's name is Brooke Smith. Okay. Um, in the kitchen during the after she fled the room because of the PowerPoint. And stepmom comes in with the nerve to be like, How dare you leave my PowerPoint at your bridal shower? That I was after I'm roasting you. Roasting you for no reason because I hate you. And then one of Tony my favorite moments. literally yanks this giant like knife from the table and goes, Stop talking right now or something. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like points it directly in her face and it's the best And she like squeals and goes, Ah and like runs away and it's like hilarious. And it's like that was really good. No, I would fully agree. That is also what I wrote down. That was your That's best your Tony moment? It has to be the knife scene. You have to have another oh one now. God. Fuck. Um, oh, I also liked when they were fighting and Tony goes, uh, fat pig, I'm your sister. That's the best thing you could come up with. Yeah. Fat pig, you like illiterate bitch. Like, get out of my life. <laughs> when she like fake cries, like the whole movie. But like, So you hate her character so much. Yeah. But you really think she's she does a good job at it. Probably. Oh, yeah. Okay. Amazing. This whole podcast that is called The Tony Awards, you have been saying, I hate Tony Collette. No, I, I hate love her. Tony Collette. I you think she's hate, such a good actress. You hate Rose. I hate Rose. Okay. I think she's horrible. But like, Tony Collette fucking sells it to me. She does. Yeah. Okay, good. You know? Okay. Uh, my favorite Tony moment was pretty early on in the movie when Tony and Cameron go to a bar. And Cameron is trying to, like, I fuck these guys into buying drinks. Mm -hmm. And a guy comes over and says, how would you ladies like to join me and my friend for something wet? <laughs> and Tony just glares at her sister. <laughs> it's like a split second thing. That was so perfect. Yeah, that uh, was and good. now we move on to custom awards. Mine was already spoiled. Yeah. Best word, turgid. Yeah. Uh, mm. Casey, was that your? It was also award? mine. I just got really excited about it. Those were, that was both of your custom award. <laughs> yeah. That's so odd. I didn't even <laughs> notice it happened. It's a fucking ten dollar word. <laughs> On uh, Scrabble. It's um, so good. So good. All right. Well, I don't even. Uh, let's see. I think mine's just gonna be the. Um. I've lately, I'm going to get some real with, I'm going to get real with uh, my our listeners. Mm. I've been searching for jobs lately. Got one. Woo. It's hard. <coughs> Whoa. Hot. Yeah. As an actor, comedian in the city, I, uh, I'm a server as well. And um, it's recently I've been making resumes and 
you know, hitting the pavement, finding stuff to do here and there, this and that. And I really related to the resume scene and the struggle to find a job when mm. you don't have... I mean, I probably have more qualifications than yeah. Cameron Diaz's character, but... Mm, you can read an ad. I can read an <laughs> ad and I have a college degree, but it's like, you know... It's still hard. When you're trying to find a survival job, because your real job isn't necessarily accessible if yeah. you're just applying... For the listeners, um, there's a scene where Cameron Diaz prints out a bunch. She goes from store to yep. store, all different types of things, with a handful of resumes. Yeah. Handing Anywhere them to out. go, gets a job do- yeah. washing dogs. So I give this the um, survival job resume award recipient to Cameron Diaz's character in In Her Shoes to be relatable and perseverant. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> and very great. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Good. Uh, her fiance also definitely gets the worst fiance award. Oh, oh for the worst sure. fiance award to Simon for just Simon. being a terrible human being. On the same level as like Cal and Titanic, I would say. Oh yeah, just gross. Ooh. Yeah. Just like, just like skeevy. Nick, Nick from United States of Terra. Ooh, or Max on United States. Of Why Terra. do you hate Max? He's so mean. He in season two when he tells Tara, he's like, maybe you're an alter. Whatever. We'll all talk I've ever been is we get to you. This is all I've ever done. <laughs> also, fastest engagement. Fastest engagement. Fastest engagement award. More like the five second engagement. <laughs> uh, oh, also a dumb thing. Do you guys notice when he was talking about um, the basketball game? He was like, oh, that's why I love in a, in a fucking ball game. And you're like, that's not how, you, what's not basketball? Like, <laughs> a ball game is baseball. <laughs> When you're talking about a great oh. ball game, like you're not talking about I basketball. I, I was like, you fucking idiot. I was so. Because he's supposed to be the biggest like Sixers, Sixers fan, fan of all time. I was so fascinated by Tony's decision to show up in a black turtleneck. In every to scene. To a basketball game. And also, when she gets dressed up, she wears one. That was she a wears look, a, though. She wears a turtleneck in like every scene. Her wedding when, dress is a high neck. I when used she to goes wear to the club in hella the turtlenecks, red turtlenecks in with the leather jacket. That was hot. Turtlenecks are the universal I feel bad about myself shirt. Yeah, because you're covering up all of it. <laughs> yeah. I wore so many turtlenecks in high school. And then bras that were like too big for me. So there would be like a dip <laughs> like in between the cup and my actual like skin. <laughs> I want to see a bad look. Uh, turtleneck sweater crop top. Oh, it's a nightmare. That is horrible. I want to see and Tony it probably, wear it right now. It exists. It exists for like eighty dollars at some place. Yeah, like Zara at or Urban some shit. Outfitters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now let's move on to our next segment. Is it better than The Hours with Jake? Jake, your favorite movie we've covered so far has been The Hours. How does this hold up? This is a tough decision. <laughs> um, because on my way over here, I actually was gonna say it was. <laughs> And I know you're gagged. <laughs> I know the whole world <laughs> is shaking. Um, but I actually, I think, yes, it is. This movie rules. I like it, and I'm not embarrassed. Oh, my goodness. Because it sticks with me. Yeah. I think it sticks with me, and not all the movies do, and The Hours does. But The Hours is too sad in general for me. This is also sad, but not as sad. So So next week, is it going to be, is this better than In Her Shoes? Yes. But the next film is Little Miss Sunshine, so I it might be. Yeah. So the reign of this movie might be a little short, short. but who knows? All right. <laughs> uh, we've reached the end of the podcast. We can move on to plugs. I'm going to link to everybody's Instagrams and Twitters and stuff in the show notes. 
Uh, the three of us are on an improv team called Tight Principles. We're the most sexually attractive and fertile team in New York City. Fertile. Oh, the results are in. We're all fertile. Yeah, and we're competing <laughs> in indie cage match on <laughs> Halloween. And oh. I will drop a link to that in the show notes as well. But besides that, uh, do any of us have anything that we want to plug? Sam has a web series out. I always Friend zone. <coughs> I always forget to plug my own web series. Watch I it on Starable. Woot woot. And I don't have anything else. Um, I'm working on a series of events <gasps> called Trap the Votes, trying to get young people in inner city areas to come out to the next election. Love that. Care about your future, peeps. I do. Amazing. Um, with next week, uh, tune in to see who, who the Tony Awards is endorsing for president. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, surprising. <laughs> Marianne Williamson. Ooh. Um. All right. We're done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.